You're listening to Rock Solid People, a podcast by Max King. The harder the conflict, the more glorious the triumph. Welcome to another episode of Rock Solid People, uh, where I, Max King, the CEO of Ozcare Support, interview interesting and innovative people in the disability space. And today, I'm very excited to have with me a surfer and sailor by the name of Kirk Watson. The, the major difference between most surfers and sailors is that Kirk is legally blind, but that has not stopped him from uh, performing uh, at the World Surf Championships recently, where he won a silver medal. Congratulations, Kirk, and also competing in the uh, Sydney to Hobart, which I'm super excited to talk to him about. Welcome to the podcast, Kirk. Yeah, thank you. I wanted to just maybe kick off with uh, the the recent uh, success you've had uh, surfing. Um, so congratulations, a silver medal uh, in para surfing vision impairment one uh, at the World Surf Championships uh, in Prismo Beach. Uh, now, congratulations for getting over there. <laughs> That's the first <laughs> first thing to say. Uh, yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience there? Yeah, um, so this is the, um, that was the second one. I sort of, um, bookend COVID. So, uh, I went in March 2020 and, um, that was, you know, like it was pretty exciting, but it was also pretty stressful because things were starting to hot up there. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, I didn't surf that well myself. And, um, yeah, I actually got knocked out in the heats. Um, so with the COVID situation, it was like, oh, um, this isn't looking good. So we uh, changed our flights, quickly got home, and then uh, next thing, um, yeah, you couldn't fly back in. So yep. that worked out really well for us. <laughs> and then, yeah, I just basically had just trained and trained, um, changed, you know, changed boards, um, did lots of things to improve my surfing. And, um, yeah, it obviously um, paid off with um, – the result but um yeah it was it was really nice to you know actually go out of the country and see other people and um you know get involved in um the sport again in internationally and in and in a competition because you know that whole two years was um was quite hard mentally for me because it was like i felt like i'd failed and you know i really wanted to go back and and um and, and and improve on what I did. So yeah. Well, I have to say, yeah. from uh, from heats to a silver medal, mate, you've definitely improved. Is there a uh, burning desire for you to to head back and 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 just go that one notch up? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, um, you know, I, my goal was to be on the podium, um, and um, that you know, obviously got there. So yeah, next next is gold. That's 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 the plan. Awesome. And could you explain to me for someone who struggles to surf? at the best of times because it seems to be wherever i am the waves are not it's like it's like i'm the antithesis of the the wave catcher um be keen to understand well, do you, how do you how do you know when to to paddle when to catch waves can you explain to to the listeners a sort of the, the process for someone like yourself to, to to be able to perform at such a high level yeah so i guess stepping back a little bit um i i my eyesight deteriorated over time. Um, so when I was younger, I could, um, you know, I got, I got my L's so I could, you know, drive when I was 16 and, um, you know, it, I knew it was deteriorating, so I didn't pursue driving, but 
to give you an idea, that's how much sight I had when I was younger and then it, it faded away from there. So, so I surfed a lot when I was younger and, you know, um, you know, was quite, um, you know, quite into it back then. And then as my eyesight deteriorated, I sort of, you know, pulled back, thought it was dangerous and all that. So getting back into surfing for me was a big step because I'm basically handing over all that side of things. So, you know, like, finding the right wave, um, I'm handing that over to someone else and, and my guides, you know, they paddle out with me. They, you know, decide where we're going to sit um, and then what wave would be uh, a good wave to catch. Yep. Um, and then they, we, we, you know, over time we've developed a communication um, style there to try and get as much info across as quickly as possible. Um, so they'll just say, you know, spin left, um yeah, angle good, two, three, one, go. And that will be, so I'll start paddling and two, three, one means it's coming behind you and at one I should sort of be in a position to either pop up or, you know, paddle an extra stroke if I need to. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, then I'm off on the wave and I basically got to um, feel it out, so read it through how the board's behaving um, and then, you know, try for manoeuvres, um, obviously that's what gets your points. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, you know, sometimes it goes really well and, you know, I'll get like, you know, perfect little takeoff, do a nice bottom hand turn, you know, come up and do a turn at the top and then, you know, then you get the flow happening and you, you know, can, you know, can feel that and go down and yep. come up. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And other times I'll go down and do a bottom hand turn and come up and then the lip will come down to me and we meet in the middle and <laughs> I get nailed. <laughs> so I, don't, I don't get the opportunity to go, oh, that lip's going to hit me in the head. I'm like, duck now. <laughs> and, uh, and I guess, you know, it's just, uh, you know, I mean, look, surfing is one of my all-time dreams. I just have never been able to crack it. I, I, I like the certainty of skiing, but um uh, and, yeah. and, and so there is that element of, as you as you mentioned, the the feeling the wave. So you can sort of sense when it's bottoming or you're hitting the bottom and do your turns and come back up. And yeah, occasionally you'll get that lip that comes down. But uh, I think I read that about your experience when you said you were skippering uh, the yacht. Um, and and I guess I mean you must love the water, surfing and surfing and sailing. Yeah, I um, yeah, like I grew up on a on an island uh, in Pittwater, and um, and uh, actually lived on a boat uh, for a oh, while wow. um, between between um, Pittwater and uh, Bermagui, um, down the south coast. So I've pretty much spent my whole life um around the water, and you know either sailing, um, you know windsurfing, freeboarding, which is getting towed behind a boat on a surfboard, surfing, etc. Yeah, right. So. Yeah, it's um, it is one of those. Yeah, like it's just yeah. So mentally, it's really good to get out in the water. Um, we've had a lot of bad weather in Sydney, and the water hasn't exactly been too clean. Um, and yeah, it's it, it, I've noticed that I just need to get in the water once in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I've been keen to explore. You 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 do a lot of um, sailing with the with the disabled, and you also do. You've done as I say. You've, you've partnered with uh it's the making wave foundation yeah so um yeah making waves uh, formerly um sailors with disabilities um so i was um uh, like so yeah so i lived on a boat so i did a bit of sailing and then i started doing a bit of yacht racing with my father um so you know some of the offshore racing and then 
a friend of mine was sailing with um, Making Waves and uh, he said, you know, you should come along, meet these guys. Um, and I went out for a sail with them and after that I, I basically, you know, was on the boat pretty much um, for the well, the next 20 years on and off. Um, and, yeah, it was really like it was a real eye-opener for me, oh, pardon the pun, but, yeah, like sailing with other disabled people um, and the attitude is basically, you know, you got what you got, just get on with it, you know. So, there, like for me, my eyesight wasn't, you know, that, that wasn't an impediment. It was like, okay, well, what can we get you to do? So I first started on a, you know, a coffee grinder, one of those um, winches that you, you know, stand up and spin very hard. Yep, yep. Um, and then I started trimming the sails, which, I mean, I could do, but, you know, they were just seeing what I could do. And yep. then, yeah, from there it just it went on. And, yeah, it's, you know, we had a, a deaf guy who was the marksman, but he was, you know, six foot three and very solid. So... They worked out hand signals to him, and and then he'd go and do what he needed to do. Amazing, um, you know, yeah. So it was, and you know, like it was a great, great attitude. Everyone, everyone's um, having fun, and you know, um, yeah, we did a lot of lot of offshore racing together, and um, a lot of my uh, very good friends, um, you know, I met sailing with, um, yeah, on the boat, and you know, still great friends yeah and can you so uh you you competed and and you you finished the race congratulations amazing um can you tell us just a little bit about the race itself i mean it's one of the world's um yeah preeminent ocean races but also you know has a huge level of of danger difficulty um and you know you're going across the bass strait it's 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 i mean it's a scary word (laughs) just just there um you know what was it like how was it um, yeah, so I've done, um, uh, 10 Hobarts. Um, so, uh, you, you know, like over the years, it's, um, you know, different years, different, different experiences. Um, in 2013, I was the, um, the skipper. Um, so that didn't mean I steered the boat. It was more that I was the person in charge of right. the boat. Um, so the decisions, you know, you, you obviously have, uh, as a hierarchy on a boat and the skipper is that's where the butt stops so you you make the decisions and um yeah it was a lot of weight on your shoulders you know got pretty much uh, 15 other lives plus your own to consider um so you know it's um yeah it was a really good experience and um and yeah we had a good race we um um it was just trying to troll through the memory of that. No, that and my apologies, was, Kirk. It, I, it was, when I was Googling <laughs> you, it, it came up with the one where you were the skipper. So my apologies at not being able to, uh, not understanding yeah, no, you've done more than that. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. my, more me. So my apologies. Well, but that's amazing. 10, 10 no, no, races. No, um, yeah. So that race was, um, you know, like it, we, we actually uh, made, you know, some really good tactical decisions in the first 24 hours. Um, and, a lot of people thought that I was getting lost and on my way to New Zealand because we were pretty much the most east, easterly boat. And then um, we were so far out that we'd lost um, we lost mobile reception because we have like you have the yacht tracker uh, that everyone can see, and obviously on the boat we can use that same information to see how we're going against the fleet. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we we woke up the next morning and then we saw um, uh, Sam Haynes's uh, smuggler, and it was like. Oh, hang on there. That's a very fast boat. And we're up with that. 
Um, so yeah, we're pretty pretty happy, but yeah, we slowly yeah gave that away, and by the time we got around, um, uh, we got around you know the iron pot and up 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 the door, and we were um, yeah dropped back a bit, but yeah, we still I think we got third or something in our division, so that was that was a good result. Hey, that's amazing, um, amazing, and, and we didn't do too much damage to the boat. <laughs> <laughs> and is that something? So I mean, obviously that was a 2013 uh, where you were skipper. Is there uh, is there any advice you've got for people that are looking to get into this this the, what, making waves or, or or just you know what what advice would you give people to to take up those those sorts of sports, surfing or sailing? Yeah, uh, with, yeah. I mean, with Making Waves, it's a really good organisation. There's <clears throat> obviously um, there's disabled people and able body um, people, and you know, people give their time to help take. Um, I mean, one of the main programs is taking out um, disabled, disadvantaged kids, um, and you know, giving them the experience of sailing. Um, and yep. yeah, so. Getting into the organisation is fairly easy. Um, obviously, they have some requirements about knowing something about a boat. Um, but if you don't know too much, then they'll treat, you know they'll train people and and, and show them um, show them the ropes, etc. Um, but yeah, it's it. I don't know. Like it, I think it's sort of a life changing thing for me. Um, you know, just the yep. doing the race. You know, being involved in offshore racing. You know, doing the kids' programs and that, it, yeah, it really does have an impact on you, and it makes you, um, you know, happy to share sailing with with, with other people. Yeah, great. And we'll be linking uh, to Making Waves at the uh, at the end when we post this podcast. That Kirk, I wanted to ask you. Obviously, you know, you you were full sighted as you say you you had a you had your driver's license and you were you know and then uh you know you, you your sight deteriorated obviously that's a huge obstacle um but you you you've overcome this in a, in a magnificent way what, what advice can you give to people who are who are otherwise faced with these challenges that you've had i mean as you mentioned covid stressed you out mentally as it has done for many many people um what what yeah what's what's some advice you could give to other people that may be experiencing or, or will or, or may have the future of, of that concept of their sight deterioring or other de- debilitating uh you know effects yeah i mean oh. i guess in in for me it was hard because it was a deteriorating thing so you sort of you know lose yeah. a bit and then you go oh okay i can deal with this you know and then you lose a bit more and it's like oh i can do so when it got to the point of where I am at now, like where it's pretty much all grey, um, I actually found that easier um, because it's like, okay, well, I've got what I've got um, and, you know, there's no point, you know, looking back because it's not going to change. Um, so then it was, yep. yeah, just working out ways that I could do what I really wanted to do. Um, and, you know, like the support I got from guide dogs was, was terrific. Um, you know, that I want to... I wanted a dog when I could still, you know, see enough to walk down the street. Okay. Because <laughs> I thought, well, no one needs one of those cane things. Um, and, you know, <laughs> they were like, no, 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 try it, you know. And now I'm, you know, now I'm happy to use my cane or my dog, either one, you know. Um, and, and yeah, and some yeah. of the technology that's out there um, now and, and, you know, just finding out about it and how to use it. Um, it yeah, it's, it's, it's not as daunting as, it, you know, as people make out it could be you know like obviously like it is a fairly major um sense um but um yeah there are ways and and in this this world you know you you can 
um, you can you can still have a fairly well very productive active life. Um, you know, I work full yeah. time, got a child. Yeah, you know, I do her after school activities with her and that sort of stuff. Yeah. I'd be really keen to ask what what's the, some of the technology that's been you know since you know and I I don't know we, I don't know how long we're talking about since your deterioration became as you mentioned uh, you know, to, to the state you're at now what's some of the technology that's been uh, created yeah that uh, that you think is like you know is really is really cool really life changing for yourself what, what, I'd love to I'd love to know because I'd love to give them some more airtime and and possibly chat yeah. to them. Yeah, I mean, um, when I first started losing my sight, uh, like at that point, there wasn't much out there. Um, and then I found out about the JAWS program, which is Job Age with, with Speech. So that's what I use at home on my home computer and, and at work. Um, yep. And that's it's good, um, and, but it takes a bit of learning. Um, I think the, the big one for me is actually Apple. <laughs> you know? major organization but yeah they've really got like i it took me a long time to um move on to using their products but the you know like the apple iphone you just you go into settings change it turn on accessibility bang it starts reading stuff to you and it's like oh how good is that you know like yeah. you don't you don't have to buy a separate program yeah. Yeah, you know yeah. what i mean like it's it um you know it's not perfect it's it's not like all the apps are great and it's all but it it, it was a bit of a change for me, like being able to actually use the phone, send texts, um, you know, actually use social media. Yeah. <laughs> um, not well, but yeah. enough. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, cool. there is technology like, sorry. Yeah. No, I said that's yeah, awesome. Some no, of the technology they, they... like for getting around, you there. Yeah, so we, uh, we, we've installed some, uh, some technology at the mill where our head office is. It's called Bindi Maps. And Bindi Maps is a, uh, is, is a, is a series yep. of, I guess, beacons that guide individuals with vision impairment, uh, around the, the structure of the mill, which is an old timber mill, which has been redesigned, uh, and obviously has, um, you know, it's not in a sort of grid layout. So there's some, you know, there's some ramps and some other bits and pieces. So we, we have a Bindi map installed there, which is a fantastic use of, of those sort of NFT technologies, the, the sort of beacon technologies, which we think is really cool. Um, and, uh, and I'm sure, yeah, just yeah. even as you say, this, the, the basic things like iPhone accessibility settings that you can then be read. I know that I was reading the Royal National Institute for the Blind in, in the UK has a, a lot of um, a deal with Amazon where they have a lot of audio books and even just Audible itself, which is, you know, which I personally am a huge fan of, you know, the, the, the audio books are, are great. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Like I, I read a lot more now than when I could um, read a, an actual, you know, hard copy book because, I find it, you know, it's quite easy. I can um, download the book and then I, I can be reading it while washing up. You know, you can't do that with a paper yeah. copy. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. Um, and you've obviously, you've, you've achieved a great deal. Um, what, what's next? What, what, are the, what other challenges are there? Uh, I'm going to say a gold medal at the surfing is one. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I'm... Um, yeah, that's probably the uh, my main aim at the moment. Um, um, yeah, th th this week I'm going to go down to um, the wave pool in uh, Melbourne with a with a few. Uh, well, one of my guides, two of my guides actually, and a couple of friends. So that's the most immediate goal Maybe. is to um, 
is 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 get some good waves down there, and then maybe hopefully in the future go down and and, and take on their barreling uh, wave. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah, pretty much it at the moment. Um, I do want to get back into doing ocean racing, but um, yeah, I guess my daughter's getting a bit older and that's requiring a bit more time. Sailing is a very um, time intensive thing, you know. It, it, yeah, we're surfing at least can pop out for a couple of hours and be back and you know um it's not a not a whole to whole day thing yeah yeah um, yeah, yeah yeah no other than that i don't know um well i think uh i think it's, it's you know catching the barrels at the wave pool is a is a is a pretty is a pretty cool challenge but uh gold medal of the next world surfing championships we wish you all the best with that and uh and congratulations i did as i say uh 10 sitting to hobart is is just a huge accolade i think you probably do deserve a bit of time with your family <laughs> although <laughs> um that would have taken up a, a fair bit of time but um i uh, wanted to say thank yeah. you so much for 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 joining us today on the Rock Solid People podcast. Uh, final comments or thoughts, Kirk? No, thank you. Thank, thanks very much. It was really interesting talking to you. And, um, yeah, it's a great thing that you're doing. I really appreciate your time and I uh, wanted to thank everyone for listening. This is Max King signing up from Rock Solid People. And thanks very much, Kirk Watson. I hope you've enjoyed listening to Rock Solid People. For more interviews, stay tuned. <laughs>